we talk. To be positive. To live like Andrew. To fight for the kids. And now, you dance. For a smile. For a life. For a cure. Welcome to We Talk, You Dance. Welcome everyone to the second episode of We Talk, You Dance. My name is Gavin Reynolds and I am the You Dance 2021 Entertainment Director. Today I'm joined by my chair, Jacob Bates, who will introduce our very special guests. Hi everyone, I'm Jacob Bates. I'm the production chair on the entertainment team and it is my extreme pleasure to welcome our guests today, Carly Bergstein and Adam Cantley. Carly and Adam, could you tell us about yourselves? All right, I will go first. Thank you, Jacob and Gavin. My name is Adam Cantley. I um, am the Dean of Students professionally at the University of Delaware. And um, when I came to UD in the summer of 2011, uh, I was in charge of fraternity and sorority life as an assistant director in our student centers. Um, and at that time, the students asked me if I wanted to be a U-Dance advisor. I said, give me a year. Uh, and then they immediately came back in spring 2012 after uh, the event. And I've been uh, an advisor for U-Dance since the spring of 2012. Um, working with students uh, on campus. Wonderful. And Carly. Thanks, Adam. Uh, my name is Carly Bergstein, and I am the program director for the Be Positive Foundation, which is a nonprofit that is the beneficiary of UDance. Um, but I got started at UDance back in 2006, seven ish, um, when I was a member of Alpha Epsilon Phi sorority, and we had started. Um, U-Dance under the leadership of Jesse Foreman, who was our chapter president at the time. And at the time we were partnered with SIGEP um, and got the opportunity to be there on the initial grounds for the first couple of U-Dances. And then when I had the opportunity to be president of AFI in 2008, I was able to hear from Joe McDonough, who is the president and co-founder of the Andrew McDonough Be Positive Foundation. Um, Joe came in to speak to all the chapter presidents about bringing a dance marathon to campus. Um, and I was eager to tell him that we already had one and, and find a way for us to work together. Um, his story was, was really impactful to me that day and continues to be. So kind of got started in the very beginning and made my way back to U-Dance for sure. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful to hear. Um, so uh, before we move into, you know, the main body of the podcast, I would also love to hear a little bit more about your current roles and positions with U-Dance or be positive for you, Carly, either way. Yeah, so I'll start as advisor for U-Dance. So U-Dance is a registered student organization at the University of Delaware and registered student organizations have to have a campus advisor um, that supports their work and, and what they do at the university. So uh, I serve in that role. Um, as a volunteer um, with UDance and, and get the opportunity to work with the students. I would say my main uh, point of contact is with the co-executive directors. So Sarah and Maria this year, we meet weekly, talk about what is going on, um, help them with any issues that they're having, uh, discuss what is on the books for UDance coming up. I think with everything that has been going on with COVID-19 and the pandemic, we spend a lot of time thinking about how we can turn the things upside down and, and make them work in this format. And um, yeah, and so spending a lot of time with them, supporting them as they support Gavin, Jacob, and the rest of the team. Thanks, Adam. And my role at the Be Positive Foundation as program director is to 
oversee all of the different programs we have on college and high school campuses. So UDance was for sure the first, but we do work with about 75 other schools. So um, kind of working as an advisor and a point person to those schools, either directly or indirectly by supervising our staff. So with the, um, for UDance, our program manager, Paige, works directly with UDance, and I get the opportunity to supervise Paige and also be brought into a lot of UDance meetings and activities. Usually I'm there for retreats and um, kind of bigger meetings and things like that, but really just sort of like Adam said, to support you all as students and the University of Delaware community all towards one goal, which is to fight childhood cancer. Yeah, absolutely. And I I will add uh, one of my favorite things that you do for us, Carly, is uh, emceeing you dance every year, with the exception of last year. That was, you know, uh, we might get into that a little bit later, but um, you definitely, you both played a huge role last year with everything going on, despite not emceeing. Um, but you're you're the MC I aspire to be, so I really look up to you, and I and I love that you do that for us. Um, Thank you, Gavin. Cool. And I, I love the continued opportunity to do so, and and hope we will be in a safe place to do that again when it's safe. I am on the same page with you there, so. Absolutely, yeah. Um, something else I know Gavin and I love hearing about um, is how both of you got started in U-Dance, which I'm sure a lot of people listening will be curious about as well. I'll let Carly go first. Her story is way cooler than mine. Sure. So I alluded to this a little bit in my intro, but as a member of Alpha Epsilon Phi, we had to, we had no choice uh, but to be at the first two U dances. And in between the, well, right after the, the second U dance, I had the opportunity at an all presidents meeting to hear Joe McDonough speak. And he stood up in the Trabant Theater, held up his picture of Andrew and told his story, his family story, his son's story. Um, and I remember, I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but I do know that I went up to him that evening afterwards and said, we have to do more, we have to get involved. And I remember inviting Joe to come and speak to an AFI chapter meeting while I was president and share his story there because it was really important to me if I knew that if we were gonna make this thing grow, that we needed the buy-in of not just me, right? We needed our entire chapter and, and SIGEP and you know the community to, to get behind this as well. So hearing Joe talk that day just sparked something in me that I didn't know was there and I knew that I wanted to be involved. And actually, I graduated from the University of Delaware in 2009. So Udance really blew up after I left. Um, as a student, I really only had three years with Udance. Um, and it was definitely a very different UDANCE than you guys know now, but it was really awesome even before I started working for BePositive to be able to come back for those two years that, that I wasn't working for BePositive and wasn't a student and just watch it grow. Um, and just to see the incredible support of the community has been really inspiring. So I, I am thankful for AFI for bringing it to me and, and for letting me be at that president's meeting because it totally um, chartered my course. Yeah, absolutely. And you must be so proud of AFI now as, as an executive board member, it's a little bit hard for me to admit, but the AFI girls are great fundraisers um, for Udance, and we're always in tight competition. So I'm sure it's really cool to see um, how strong they're staying. Yeah, it's been awesome to see Delaware's continued support of Udance. And also, you know, as an AFI woman and volunteer, to see a lot of other chapters really embrace it as well, following Delaware's lead has been really awesome. Okay, but secretly, Every you dance, who do you root for? <laughs> I'm it's not a secret. It's not a secret. 
<laughs> I root for the kids every year. There you go. That's the right answer. Wow. We all know the answer is a fi Carly. Don't, <laughs> don't say anything different because we all know. You got me. <laughs> um, so as I said, I um, came to Delaware in 2011. I'm not an alum. One fun fact I do love about Carly and I is um, a Phi and Sigma Phi Epsilon were the first groups to really start to move this forward. I'm a member of Sigma Phi Epsilon, Carly's a member of A Phi, so it's good whenever we're in front of the room and we get to hear our organizations talked about, we both get a little little pride from that. I'm not a, Del or a Delaware SIGEP, but a member of Sigma Phi Epsilon. Um, so I came in 2011 um, to work at, at UD. I had done three years working at Virginia Tech and was looking for a new opportunity and applied at Delaware. Um, a friend told me how great the school was. I had never put a foot down in the state of Delaware until I came to campus to interview. And I think I had a very similar experience to many of our students. I, I walked on this campus, I was like, this place is gorgeous. These people are so passionate about everything that they do. Why would I want to go anywhere else? So I really fell in love with campus when I, when I came to interview. Um, so I took a job as an assistant director in the university student centers. At the time, that was the person that managed fraternity and sorority life on campus. And since um, fraternities and sororities were a huge part and still are a huge part of the success of Udance, Joe um, uh, called me and he was like, I want to get to know you. Uh, I want to I meet you, talk about the foundation. And I said, absolutely. He shared a story. And I think like so many of us, it is such a powerful um, story to hear and to see um, it's powerful for what it is, but it's also powerful in how he took this um, sad um, and tragic situation that doesn't have to happen and shouldn't have to happen and turned it into something so powerful. And those are the people that we need in the world. And it was just so great to kind of hear him share that. And um, he's like, I really hope you'll be involved. And I said, yes, I'll be involved. The students came in and said, would you want to be our advisor? And I said, I don't really know what my own job is yet. Um, let me figure out that. And then we can talk about this. So I went. Um, so the first U dance that I went to was in uh, spring of 2012 in the Delaware Fieldhouse. Um, and I checked it out. You could feel the energy in the room. It was amazing. Um, people were so excited to be there. Um, it was just fantastic to see. Um, and then um, after that, uh, Eric Oppenheimer was the student's name, uh, who came to me and he said, okay, uh, you've checked it out. Are you ready to jump on board? And I said, yes, I'm ready to jump on board. We all called him Oppie. I was like, Oppie, I'm ready to jump on board. <laughs> I will definitely advise and um, have been advising ever since. And, you know, as my career has changed at UD, I always talk about how one of the consistent threads through all that is my connection with Udance and uh, being with the students who, who do that work on our campus is really exciting for me. Yeah, that's such an awesome story. And I, I love having both of you on because you both bring up so many different things that I feel like I could jump on and we could talk about for the entirety of the episode. Um, but something that you said right in the beginning actually really struck me. And I, and I want to get to what happened last year with COVID and Udance 2020. Um, but you mentioned how it's funny that you know, you were in, in SEGAP and, uh, and Carly, you were, were in a, well, I guess you still are. You're always a member of, there you go. There you go. There you go. I appreciate myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that like, that connection is so coincidental and funny, but like it, it, for me, it's really interesting because your connection to me in my head, at least doesn't end there. I always associate Carly and Adam as 
like the two head honchos, like the people to look up to. Um, they might not be hands-on with everything that we do necessarily, but they're still there to kind of lead us in the right path. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your relationship together. Um, and that's also kind of part of the reason why we wanted to have you on at the same time, because I feel like you both bring such similar and great energy and it's, and it's just, uh, it's something to aspire to. So um, Carly or Adam, whichever one of you want to respond first, feel free. Oh man, the you dance bromance of the century right here. Exactly, exactly. I don't even know what to talk about. I'll let you kick it off, Carly. Well, my my first kind of knowing of Adam, because Adam started at UD after I left. Um, and at the time that Adam was starting out as at Delaware, um, A5, my chapter, as we have mentioned, would had gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble. And the university was, you know, following through as they should when a chapter doesn't behave well. Um, and here's Adam and, and he's brand new and he, you know, figured out what was going on with the chapter and, and basically says like, let's help this chapter be better instead of let's just get rid of them is the way that I took it. So all of a sudden I'm this like super engaged, super over-involved, like shouldn't be as involved as I was alum. And I hear there's this guy coming to campus and he's gonna help and try to save AFI. And I was like, okay, I like him already. That's all I had to say. Um, and then, you know, that's kind of was my introduction to Adam. And then over the years, as I, you know, began my career, be positive, and we started doing more things with the students, like traveling to, you know, Camp Arrowhead for our annual retreat. And, you know, Adam and I would go together and, and, you know, going to conferences and knowing the same people and kind of working in similar circles, um, I think definitely kind of helped. And, and I, respect and look up to Adam very much as a professional and, and also can have the opportunity to, to call Adam a friend. I think um, really good person who just wants to do good and help students do good. And, and I think we have a lot of the same visions there. So um, it's very fun to work with Adam. I very much appreciate that I could just give Adam a call or he gives me a call and we just kind of get right to the point and work out what needs to be worked out and, and kind of move forward and, you know, no uh, red tape with us is something that I really appreciate about the relationship. Yeah, I will echo and co-sign all that. I met Carly for the first time, I believe, at formal sorority yes, recruitment. I probably was coming back at like 25. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, of course. Yes, and uh, you came by to the table, said, I want to I want to introduce myself. And uh, I was like, oh, great, great to meet you. And um, I think the you talked about, Gavin, how Carly's a great MC. And I think what I appreciate the most about Carly is the energy that um, the community sees on the stage and the passion that the folks see on the stage for what we're doing is the same Carly and the same energy and the same passion that you'll get at a workshop. It's the same Carly and the same passion and the same energy that you'll get on a phone call. It's the same energy and the same passion that you'll get from the Carly who is trying to work through a difficult situation um, and that consistency is what makes her so magnetic and energetic and people want, she draws people into the organization and you can't fake it. Um, and I think that's really important. You can't, you can't fake that. Um, so I love that our students at Delaware get the opportunity to see her work with her and have her be a part of that. Um, because of that energy and also because she's a blue hen. I think that is amazing. I mm -hmm. fully believe that um, anytime our students can see uh, alumni come back and continuing to give to things on our campus, it's so important. So um, there's a lot of great um, 
benefits to having Carly there just from the energy she brings, how she inspires our students. She models what it means to be an engaged alumnus of our institution um, and to give back. So all of those things, plus she's just a really good time. So, um, and we have fun together. Yeah, we've got some fun. Yeah, so that's what, uh, yeah. I, I, one of the reasons that I love you dance and stay involved is absolutely because I get to hang out with the myth, the woman, the legend, Carly Bergstein, so. Well, thank you. Paul. That's great. Um, well, it, I love hearing about how closely you guys work together and how well you guys work together. And that's something that I know me and Gavin have found out with us and Josie on the entertainment team on how to kind of like adapt with everything that has happened within the past year and how to overcome so many of the challenges that we face in a virtual climate. Um, what are some of the things that you have seen change about Udance and change about your jobs based on COVID and 2020 being virtual? I can, I'll jump in on that. Um, well, first of all, what I've seen from Delaware students and, and other students, but especially Delaware students is just an incredible resilience. Um, none of us asked for this or could have imagined this is where we would be a year ago. Um, and I think it would have been easy for members of your exec board to walk away and to say, this isn't what I signed up for. And I didn't think we were going to still be in, you know, Zoom meetings and, and, you know, I don't know how I'm the entertainment director. How am I supposed to plan for an event when I don't know what it's going to look like, right? There's all of these things where if someone would have said, you know what, this is too much for me, I would have understood and respected that. But what I've seen is just how many different ways can we do things to still make it work? We talk a lot in our workshops and things like that about the four pillars, right? Our student experience, our Be Positive Hero experience, raising money, raising awareness. And what you guys have done is you guys have pivoted almost all of your operations to be able to still do that. You're dropping care packages at front steps of Be Positive Heroes so they can open them with you on Zoom because they can't come to the holiday party. You know, you're you're calling alum because you can't, you know, in person or have an alumni dinner with them. You're doing events for the students and the kids. You know, you took an event like Greatest of the Greeks, which has always been an in-person event where you have a, you know, competition on stage. And you were able to make that work with great success. I was on the Zoom. It was fun. You raised money. You raised awareness. You know, you hit three of the pillars right there. Um, and it's just been incredible to see, you know, it, it's hard and I get it. I, you know, I miss being with you guys. I miss, you know, I was just as bummed probably as you guys were that we didn't get to go to Camp Arrowhead this summer and, you know, sit around the fire and, and talk and figure out how we were gonna make this year work. Um, so I think that there is a lot of things that, that we're missing, but I also think it's up to you all as students, it's up to us as your advisors as to how we can help you and support you in still moving forward. And unfortunately, in a lot of ways, it, it mirrors what families of kids with cancer go through. You know, you, you might have plans, you might have a vacation plan two weeks from now, and you know, your cousin's getting married three weeks from now, and then all of a sudden your child has cancer. That vacation and that wedding that you were gonna go to and all of those things are right out the window, totally out of your control. And just like we've seen the kids rally and continue to fight and, you know, go to school online when the rest of their kids are in, you know, their friends are in the classroom and all these things, that's exactly what our families go through. So while I wouldn't wish childhood cancer, of course, on, on anyone, and I wouldn't wish the situation that we're in on anyone, 
I really have been able to see a lot of the same resilience mirrored with you guys and what you've been able to do and, and keeping it going for the kids. So I know it hasn't necessarily been easy, but um, I've seen such progress and, and growth from you guys, which I think is something you should be really proud of. Yeah, I completely um, agree with that, Carly. I think what is the most telling to me is that um, when we made that tough decision and we were sitting in a room at the end of our spring semester last year and we had to decide to to cancel the, the day of event so many people um, would have just kind of closed up shop and moved on and called it good and that was just not even a thought uh, when we first talked about that this might be a reality students stayed in a room um, and said okay let's brainstorm if this happens what we need to do and then whenever it did officially happen. People had their moment that, you know, they needed to kind of be sad, um, grieve the loss of something that they had worked so hard for. And now it's not going to happen, which is totally normal. But once that happened, it was like, okay, here's what we're going to do to, to keep moving forward and make this, um, make this happen in some way. And I, I think it, it echoes um, some of what Carly said and, you know, the, the families who are affected by childhood cancer, they don't get the opportunity to tap out. And I think our students realize that if they don't get the opportunity to, to tap out of doing what they need to do, we shouldn't take the opportunity to tap out and doing what we need to do around fundraising and awareness and the experience. Um, and I think that is um, probably the, the most powerful thing. Uh, you know, I wrote some other administrators at the university and I said, if you want an example of what a blue hen is, let me tell you about the experience I just had in a room um, with these 50 students and how they, they took their moment, but they immediately said, we have work to do. And they started doing that work. In the meantime, they're also thinking about, hey, I might not go to classes next week. What about my internship? I was student teaching, you know, but they were like, we still have to do this. While they were already living in this space of uncertainty, like everybody else in the world, they really still made this a priority, which was wonderful to see and, and to really watch. I think um, <laughs> what I also appreciate is, is that, you know, day by day, things change, right? And, uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and to see our students just kind of accept that as the reality and still um, figure out ways to make things work you know um, has been amazing you know i love the fact that now our students actually can have some type of face-to-face -face meeting uh, on campus you guys have taken those opportunities you all have taken those opportunities to do that which is great um, you know 12 of you actually being in a room while everybody else is on zoom um, and I think even that, I've just noticed the shift in folks' energy, um, just because you've actually been able to talk to one another in a setting, not face-to-face, -face, but mask-wearing to mask-wearing um, and very far apart. Um, but it, it, it's been amazing just to see how this roller coaster that we're on, um, students ride it and they ride it so much better than so many other people, I think, um, which is pretty amazing to see. Totally. Yeah. I, I, and I just want to point out um, the, the thing you said about in-person meetings. Um, I know, I know every week I'm checking the Google doc to see if my name's on the list of where I can go in and have an in-person meeting. And I know all my roommates are and all the people on my team are. So it, it really does energize us and make us look forward to the next meeting even more than we already have. Yeah. I'll second that. I, I do feel like 
maybe it's coincidence of scheduling or maybe, you know, I think there's, there's some truth to it, but there's been a, a lot of events in the last couple of weeks and we've also started meeting in person the last couple of weeks. And I feel like the energy at those events was even higher. And, and that's a little interesting to think about that um, like having an in-person meeting makes even the virtual events more successful. But before we move away from the talk about COVID, I do want to express my gratitude because having been in that room myself and experiencing what you, know, what you both talked about um, firsthand, it would not have been possible to move forward if it wasn't for the support that we had. Joe McDonough himself was there in that room that day. Um, and I think, you know, he, he's an important man. He has a lot on his plate. Um, and, you know, the fact that he was there really goes to show the amount of care and appreciation that you both and, and Joe and all the Be Positive staff have for us. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because I really don't think that we could have moved forward as easily if it had been somebody that we didn't know in that room, basically standing there saying, like, oh, well, it's over, you know, not in person, like tough luck, you know, whatever the case may, could have been. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to express it properly, but I, I really appreciate you both because you were both there, Carly, maybe not uh, physically, but you, you were there for us. And I think that is crucial um, to our ability to have moved forward. So um, with that being said, maybe a little bit more of a positive note, um, we kind of also want to talk about the changes that you've seen to Udance over the years in general. You've both been a part of Udance for so long, um, which is fantastic. So what has changed? It can, I mean, hopefully it's positive, but, um, or, or just neutral in general over the years. Well, I'll jump in just from the very, very beginning. Um, the Udance that my friends who I went to college with know is nothing like the U-Dance of today. Um, just the location, first and foremost. I mean, we were, the very first U-Dance was supposed to be in Trubant multi-purpose room A, B, and C. And the turnout was not quite what we hoped for. So a couple hours in, we, we had Trubant staff come and, and you know close the room off. And we were just in uh, multi-purpose room C, got rid of A and B. And we were in Trubant for two years and then moved to the field house, which was like a very big move. Um, and then from the field house, moved to the Bob and, and you know, location is, is not what makes you dance, you dance, but just the, the scale and the size, um, you know, year one, it was a fine sig And, you know, the last time we were in person at Udance, and, and even now there's, you know, all of the athletic teams are involved and so many RSOs are involved in residence halls. And it wasn't like that in the beginning. I think the ability to grow Udance both the day of, sure, the day of looks very different now than it did in, in 2008, but to grow the community and the fact that, you know, I'll come down to Delaware and, you know, walk on Main Street and you see, you know, so many people in U-Dance shirts and Be Positive hats and all that kind of stuff. I would be hard pressed to find a student that we stopped on campus that wouldn't know what U-Dance is, um, where when we first started, you know, Joe McDonough and I joke, he came in to a president's meeting and said, we want to start a dance marathon, you know, with the blessing of who was our Greek advisor at the time. And I was like, guys, we have one. Nobody knew about it. Like the other presidents didn't know about it. You know, our, our advisor didn't know about it at the time. So I think just what you guys have been able to do and those who have come before you in terms of the engagement of the students on campus, in my opinion, is, is probably the most impactful thing because with more students, 
you guys are having a bigger production, a bigger board, a bigger team, you're raising more money, you're helping more people. Um, the production is just, you know, the very first you dance, most of our musical acts didn't show up. I got to do an hour on stage of stand up comedy unrehearsed and that wouldn't fly today. So um, definitely improvements. Oh, improvements. I can't believe I missed that. It's probably for the best. We can put a time slot in for this <laughs> dance for you, Carly. <laughs> uh, if I can only be so lucky, but I'll I'll turn it over to Adam before I embarrass myself with my stand-up. <laughs> no, I I would also in, enjoy that. <laughs> I would be upfront and heckling, like that's where I would be. No, I, I, would, I would cheer you on. Um, I yeah, I think for me is. Um, uh, what Carly was talking about really boils down to this just proliferation across our campus. Um, it's almost that, that Udance is synonymous with the University of Delaware in a lot of ways. Um, even when I first came to campus, it was probably in this rapid growth phase at that point. Um, but it was still heavily just like a fraternity and sorority thing. And that was about it. Um, but now it's just so much bigger than that. Um, and I think that is what makes it exciting. And it's bigger because our students, um, it's not just because of the fundraising. Yes, that's so important, but they're also talking about the cause and what we support more broadly. They're talking about um, the type of experiences it can give students more broadly. They're making sure that they're finding opportunities for different students to engage. Um, we always talk about like who aren't who isn't coming to Udance or who isn't engaged? How can we get them engaged and really thinking about this much more broadly? And to, to Carly's point, I think when I got there, Udance was um, the day of, and that's what everybody thought. This is, this is Udance, it's just the day of the marathon. And I think really over time, people realized and the students by their choice Udance, um, as an organization, programs on campus at one of the highest levels. They're doing events all the time um, and providing opportunities for engagement throughout the entire year. Um, and I think that is something that is very different that, that has changed. And um, I really think the, the best part and probably what we talk about was changed. I think the, the continued focus on um, the kids that we support and the families, that's what allows us to be changing because we don't lose sight of the reason why we're doing what we're doing and making sure that that's at the center allows us to grow allows us to try new things allows us to to, to expand because we're we're staying really well anchored in the work um, and that is something that just has not changed which allows us to grow yeah that's i appreciate both of your perspectives and something that you mentioned adam was really interesting that you know in in the past you dance was seen as just the one event um, you know, the day of, like, that's what Udance is. And even in terms of, you know, just the, the programming that we're able to do now, um, I think it is a really special thing that we can have events for students year round. Um, and, you know, especially in this, this time with the pandemic occurring, I remember, I just remember my first year on campus and always looking forward to things going on and having that moment and those opportunities to feel a sense of school spirit. And, I'm actually a campus tour guide. And when people ask about school spirit, uh, my, my mind doesn't jump to, and I'm biased obviously, but my mind doesn't jump to the football games first. It jumps to Udance. Um, not, only, not only the big day of event, but also just the, the smaller events that you can find on the green like Rave Run or um, whatever the case may be. So 
that's something that I've personally grown to really appreciate about you, Dan. And of course, obviously, as we make this podcast, our goal is partially to help educate our listeners more and more about Udance. Um, and Udance, as we commonly say on the exec board, is not just the day of in terms of um, the programming. Um, it's a year-round event. Even beyond the programming, too, it's a mentality and a mindset um, that, you know, is celebrated by the day of Udance um, every March. So, yeah, when when we say Udance, there's a huge event in March, and that's fantastic and amazing, but Udance is so much more than that and can do so much more than that. So, that's what we strive to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And going off Gavin's point, actually, um, all of those events that Gavin mentioned, um, the smaller events, the day of, the experiences with the Be Positive Heroes, what are some of your favorite experiences that have happened with either Be Positive or with You Dance? Hey, Adam, I feel like I've been going first a lot. You want to go first? Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, I will tell you my all-time uh, favorite moment every year. Um, and this will, I, I videotape it and I have every one of the videos still saved on my phone. Um, but in a, um, and I even have the one from the Zoom call uh, from this last year. Um, but when the co-executive directors get to tell the board how much money was um, raised throughout the year. Um, because yes, the number is always impressive and amazing and knowing the amount of people that that is going to help um, and the research it's going to fund and the opportunities it will create is a huge part of that feel. But to also watch this group of um, college students who have poured heart, soul, absolutely tears. People have cried at least nine times, probably at that point in the day alone, let alone throughout the whole year, me 10. So um, I think that um, having that moment of just sheer celebration and um, heartfelt passion for the work that you've achieved is really an amazing moment to see. Um, and one thing that I love about Udance period is, is that that's the work that you did. It's not work that I did. It's not work that, that Carly did. And I feel like there are so few things on a campus um, that allow students to really just have that type of experience. Um, and as somebody who's chosen to work on a college campus the rest of his life, um, these are the kind of experiences we want for students, these kinds of life-changing um, huge experiences and it's amazing to see every year. Yeah, I actually have the chills, Adam, just like thinking about being in that locker room and watching the students as well. Um, it's such a special moment. I have so many, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here going like, oh, Adam, go first so I can think um, and to be nice. But um, I, I think one that's really standing out to me is the Friday night that we typically do at Camp Arrowhead. Um, you know, it's, it's such an interesting time. It's like, you have the returners. We always try not to have a divide and there's always a divide, right? So the returners are all like, we're going back to Arrowhead. We're getting on the bus, we're excited. And then you have like a lot of new people to the board who maybe don't know anybody yet or just know one or two people. And they're kind of just like sitting on the bus quietly. And, and like, then you go to dinner and it's a little awkward. And then all of a sudden we get into the quail's nest and we kind of take all the business out of, you know, you dance and, and be positive. And, and I ask one favor of everybody 
um, to just be comfortable being vulnerable and, and to the best of your ability. And that we're going to, I always say we leave Trabant on the bus as the U-Dance team. And if we do Camp Arrowhead right, we come back as the U-Dance family. And just being able to hear people share so candidly and watch one another support each other. Um, you know, you know, I, Gavin, I know you've been there, but we, it gets, it gets deep at times and people really do share. And, and just to see the support that everybody gives each other is incredible. Um, it's probably my favorite day of the U-Dance year. And, and obviously the day of celebration is awesome. And, and one of my favorite parts there is the Be Positive Hero talent show. But what I actually love most about the talent show, I mean, the kids are adorable and it's so, I love when they, they work all year long, like Hayden with the lacrosse team, you know, they're practicing for weeks before and that kind of stuff. But one of my favorite things to do is stand in the back corner on the stage. And, and as much as I love watching the kids, I actually really love to look out and see the students. And you see all these students from all across campus, sororities, fraternities, sports teams, non-affiliated, whatever. And it's like you could hear a pin drop in the room and everybody is just keyed in on these kids and everybody's there because they care. You know, the people that are just there because like your fraternity said you have to go at some point, like they're in the back, they left, they're sneaking out. Like it is the room filled with thousands of people who just care about the kids. Um, and it's, it's an incredible place to be. I want to, I want to echo that Carly, because I remember one year and the Bob, who knows which year it was, we were sitting there and, and a, another administrator from the university who had never been to dance was like, I, I want to come check it out this year. I said, yeah, come on. I was like, you know, and I kind of gave him the schedule of when things were happening and he chose to come during the talent show. And we were sitting there, um, unfortunately sitting, I know I said, the, the, <laughs> we were <laughs> sitting up at the top, um, kind of out of the, the madness that was down there. And uh, um, one of the heroes was performing and that administrator looked at me, he goes, this is why this program will be at Delaware forever. He was like, have you ever seen anybody command a room like these, these kids are right now? And our students aren't faking it. They're 100% all in and showing love and supporting those kids on stage. And he was like, it, he was, he was floored. He was like, this is just so special to see not only for the people performing, but also for our students really being in it to win it and showing that love to them up there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree. The, the final push to actually get me to apply to the executive board um, in my sophomore year was being able to be on stage as a chapter representative when the exec board was in that locker room and having that amazing moment. Um, and, you know, seeing, dancing next to the Be Positive Heroes and seeing the crowd, my friends, um, you know, dispersed throughout and everybody just there dancing, having fun. It was a life-changing moment, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a life-changing moment that made me kind of just stop and think like, this is what I want to be a part of until, um, until I graduate. So unfortunately I, I can do that. Um, but even if you're not on the executive board, there are plenty of ways to do that too. So um, yeah, so I encourage, I encourage our listeners to remain as involved as possible because it truly is such a rewarding experience. Um, so I have a little bit of a deep question next. So we need a minute to, to think about it. That's totally okay. But um, what, what do you dance and be positive mean to you? And how has it impacted your professional life? Here's the thing. Um, professionally, I've had a lot of opportunities where I could have 
walked away from being the advisor of Udance. Um, and I think a lot of people expected me to do that as I got different positions at the university. Um, but what it gives to me is uh, far worth any amount of time I have to spend uh, working with, with our students. And it, it just gives me a place to um, watch students do amazing work and take the skills that they're learning in a classroom and apply it um, in, a, in a real world setting. Um, I speak to uh, new student parents every year and I talk about the, the importance of students getting involved and being engaged on campus. And I tell the story of uh, one of our past vice presidents of finance, her name is Jessie. Uh, Jessie was um, from Trinidad and Tobago and she was going back to her home country after finishing her time at the University of Delaware. And we were talking about her resume and she was a finance and accounting major. And she had on there, you know, you dance vice president of finance. And I was like, Jessie, why are you selling yourself short, right? You have the ability to tell a story that as a student at the University of Delaware, you were the chief financial officer for a student organization that raised over a million dollars, you know? And I was like, Where, who else can tell that story uh, at UD? No one, no one else can tell that story. Um, you know, the co-execs and talk about how they led a team of 50 and um, that culminated in an event that had over 5,000 people attend. You know, people just can't tell the stories um, uh, and, and, and there's just, it's just such a unique opportunity for students to get such an amazing experience. Um, and it's so great to always be a part of that and watch students kind of grow through that. And I think where maybe selfishly I uh, lean into you dance a lot is a lot of my work by virtue of what I'm doing, I'm, I'm dealing with students who um, are in crisis, students who maybe have um, violated our code of conduct, students who have had, have made some poor choices or have had some um, things happen to them. And it's, it's heavy, it's heavy work. Um, and the ability to do that work, um, but then also get to kind of have my student engagement batteries recharged by working with Udance is something I really value um, because it reminds me about students that are, are doing great work and thriving on our campus. Um, and it reminds me that um, there's opportunities for all students to do these kinds of things on both small and large scales. So um, it, it just really helps me uh, stay motivated professionally. And when those days are it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've, I've been put through the ringer. Um, and then I get to have a call with Sarah Maria and, and I'm like, well, man, they're doing so much great things. It just helps pull me back out of that. Yeah, you know, Adam, I, I definitely appreciate your answer. And I'm sitting here, excuse me, thinking about mine and, and Gavin, you know, you said, how has it affected you professionally? And, and I think, first of all, you know, it has given me a profession. Um, you know, being a college student, and I remember applying to college and trying to pick my major and things like that. And all everyone talked about was like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And what's your major? And what do you want to do with your life? And no one really talked to me about the extracurriculars, right? It was like you, your major and then that comes next. And, and I really do credit my experience being in AFI and then my experience, you know, which led me to Udance, which later led me to be positive. Um, but I'm going to take your question a little bit differently, if that's okay, because you asked how it affected me professionally and, and you know, it's my job. So um, yeah, tenfold professionally, but 
I'd actually like to go one step further and, and just talk about how it's affected me personally. Um, I think the lessons that I have learned and are, am continuing to learn by working with students um, has been incredible. You know, I think it was Adam once who told me that like the UDAN students, and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, are like the cream of the crop at Delaware, right? And, and it's like everyone that I work with, if it's a University of Delaware student or if it's one of our social work partners or whoever it might be, I feel like I get the opportunity to work with like the best of the best people. Um, you guys all know Joe McDonough as the, the president and co-founder of the Be Positive Foundation. And I get to know him as that. And I also get to know him as, as my boss and mentor. Um, and I hope everybody listening gets to have an experience and a boss like Joe, um, someone who cares about me professionally and wants me to grow and wants me to learn, but also cares about me as a person and, and my family and my life and how I am. And, and I think, you know, being able to watch, well, I didn't know him then, but knowing his story and knowing the adversity that he and his family faced and then being able to get up every day and do so much good for people has been such an incredible lesson for me that things aren't always gonna go my way in life and, and that we have a choice. Joe often says, you know, you have to fork in the road, it's your choice which way you wanna go. And I've heard him say that so many times on so many campuses. And I think it's something that I've kind of had guided, let guide me both professionally and personally. And, and you know, it's about doing the right thing and being a good person and being there for people. And that's something that working with Be Positive and of course, you know, through Udance has, has really helped me to learn. That's great. Yeah. And um, yeah, something, something you both kind of said, um, Carly, you just mentioned the fork in the road and Adam, uh, you mentioned how um, sometimes you, you could have left uh, being Udance's advisor um, and just kind of making those decisions, like letting um, your, yourself guide you through those decisions and letting your why guide you and that this is something we like to ask everyone on our podcast, what is your why and how it, has it progressed through your time at Udance and how has your why helped you to stay with Udance and make decisions for Udance? Um, I'll go, Adam got to, got, had the privilege of going first last time on the hard one. So I'll give him a minute to think. Um, I really love that you asked about our, my why and Adam's why and I think so much of that goes back to kind of developing some of the learning models and things like that for UDAN students. And you guys know from working with me that, you know, we're never gonna have a retreat without Simon Sinek and talking about why. Um, and also, as you probably know, I also talk a lot about aha moments, right? Your why is what brought you there, but your aha moments are what keeps you there. And for me, I think my initial why, when I heard Joe McDonough speak that night in the Trabant Theater, I just said, if this man can go through what he went through and do what he does, I need to be able to do more. Um, and the aha moments have just come over the years in so many ways. I'm, I'm thinking of one that's sticking out for me, but years ago, um, a Be Positive hero who was paired with the sorority that I advised at NYU was given an incredibly grim um, diagnosis during, upon her relapse and, and you know, very, very small chance of survival. And shortly after that, myself and a number of women from the sorority that was that she is paired with, we went out and went on a picnic. And I said to her, you know, Gabrielle, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I want I asked her that question because I was looking for some hope, right? It was so grim what was against her. And she looked at me with a big smile, like I asked her the stupidest question in the world. And she said, Carly, when I grow up, I'm going to be a sorority sister. 
And I remember I, I said to her, you know, Gabby, you could be a sorority sister and a teacher or a sorority sister and a, you know, doctor, you could be a sorority sister and whatever. And she goes to me, but I just want to be a sorority sister. And I remember thinking, me too, me too. Um, but I remember thinking in that moment, here's this eight-year-old kid that, or nine or whatever she was at the time, who went through cancer for two years, had a year off, now has a brain tumor. She's literally facing death. And the answer to that question is she wants to be a sorority sister because of how supportive and the role models that sorority women have been to her. I mean, in that moment, I saw this is the impact that we can have. And Gabby's one of the kids that I'll call the lucky one. Um, yes, because she is, is the you know small percent and, and five years later, she's still very much here and very much still paired with AFI, which I love. Um, but I also get to see the impact that we can have on the kids that we won't be lucky enough to meet or getting the opportunity to go to research labs and hear them say that, you know, the grant you gave us to buy this machine is a game changer and it speeds up our progress. And, you know, that's what kind of is, is what brought me here and what keeps me there is just seeing the continued impact that we could have on people in so many ways. Yeah, I think um, my why focuses a lot on what I have seen this do for, for our students at the University of Delaware. Um, I, I mean, I've watched people come into U-Dance uh, one way and come out another way. There are people who have joined the board um, that Carly's gonna know who I'm gonna talk about. And if they're listening, they're gonna know I'm talking about them too. I've seen somebody join the board and I'm like, and I hope this person makes it. Like, I hope they just make it and they can do the work that needs to get done to eventually whenever I'm like that, they wanna be a co-executive director. Like this is what he wants to do. And he, he, he was amazing at it, right? Like just to watch this transformation. Um, I just think that so many people, um, I just see so many students find uh, their why and their passion that, that it is amazing to, to watch. And I want, our students to continue to have that opportunity while at the same time realizing that um, the world is bigger than what is happening to them on the campus of the University of Delaware. And they have the power as a college student and I would argue the responsibility as a college student to make a difference, right? I think um, the ability that um, I will say the four of us, because I know all four of us either are attending college or have attended college. Uh, the ability and privilege that we all got to do that, um, not only by virtue of education um, and by virtue of finance, but also by virtue of our health um, and, and things like that, that is um, a privilege that, that we got to, to do and you all are currently doing. Um, and then we should do what we can to make sure that other people get that same privilege. And I think about what the work that Udance is doing and that the foundation is doing so that more young people have the ability to gain access to education um, and to think about what their future can be. And if college is part of that, great. And if it's not, great. Um, but we're providing opportunities for people to grow up and have life-changing experiences like Udance is giving to the students that are currently involved. Uh, I really appreciate both of your responses. Uh, maybe some tough questions, but yeah, I, I really appreciate the, the well thought out responses. And um, I think that the listeners will be able to gain a lot from that. Um, as, we, as we come toward our conclusion, we have a couple of fun questions for you. Um, it was fun. 
we want to end on a really positive note. So what has been your favorite theme you dance has ever done? Oh, we'll do, we'll go one by one. What is your, what's your favorite theme that you dance has ever done? So um, as somebody who has secretly behind the scenes helped picked some of those themes, um, um, I will say that my favorite still, I just like it because of uh, the message that it sends is, was the lights camera take action. That was a, that was a good one for me. So I really liked that one too. And I thought it was really creative. I'm a big believer in the tagline. So I loved when you guys did like under the sea and, you know, push cancer overboard. I think it was something like that. Um, I love to just see you guys get creative and, and I'm always into the slogan that comes along with it. I think my favorite decorations though, was the year we did like the around the world international travel kind of a theme. I can't, can't remember the exact name of the theme, but I, I appreciated that. That, that. that was a good one for me. This goes cool. back to my days as a sorority advisor. I appreciate a good theme. I need to know what my decorating options are. <laughs> and um, I know that I can't use glitter, so don't get me a heavy glitter theme. So I was just gonna say no glitter. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, now, this question does have a right answer. Um, so if you were on exec right now, which team would you want to be on? And you, you both can't say co-execs because we know it would be you two as co-execs. Yeah, yeah. you have to pick that. a team. That's a lot of work, co-execs. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, well, my answer would have been co-exec with Adam if I got to pick my co-exec. So I guess being that that's off the table, um, I would probably say Greek Life Director or Sorority director because I just think one, well, I just love sorority and fraternity so much, but I also think that it's such a crucial role and you really have the opportunity to inspire others to act. You know, that person is the direct connection to the chapter reps who are the direct connection to chapters. Um, and Greek life does make up a large portion of, of Udance and the Udance community. So being able to inspire as many people as possible um, in, a, in a realm that I love would probably be what I would go for. So I'm thinking about, I would have called that in a heartbeat, but that's what you would have picked, by the way, the gift of sisterhood, uh, always giving to Carly and Carly yes, always giving it back. Um, I would say, so I was trying to approach this of like, what would Adam do now versus what would college Adam do? Um, and I think after sorting it out, and you'll be happy to know this gentlemen, it would be the entertainment team, 100%. And here's the reason why. Um, random Adam Cantley fact, I um, was a musician. Like I, I sang all through high school and college. I even sang when I lived in Virginia in my first professional gig in a group there. Um, and I played saxophone ever since I was 11 and um, I played steel drums one summer. So I was uh, a musician, so I would probably gravitate towards that. And um, I love the culture um, and the uh, feel that music and entertainment can bring to an event. And I would, I would definitely, I would be all in, so. Well, we'll definitely take that. That's a win, that's a win for us here, <laughs> um, phenomenal. All right, so um, our last questions are specific to um, each of you. So to start with Carly, uh, is there any advice you may have for people who want to get more involved with Udance and be positive? Um, or is there something that people should keep in mind before doing so? Something along those lines. Yeah, I, 
you know, my advice would be just do it. Um, Adam just alluded to my gift of sorority analogy, where I talk about how being in an organization is a gift and you have the choice to unwrap it or not unwrap it. Um, and I think it's the same thing with getting involved here. Um, one of the things that I really loved seeing, you asked me earlier about Udance and its growth, and I didn't mention this here, but one of the things that I've loved seeing happen with Udance over the years is that the Udance exec board really operates as, yes, a, a well-oiled machine that is a business, but it also operates in a lot of ways like a social organization or like a family and and um, I think it's a really great way for students on campus to get involved and leave their mark at the University of Delaware with a positive group that's just doing good for others and having fun while they're doing it. Um, you know, I think the, the families that we serve are going through really difficult times. And I say this to students when we pair them with Be Positive Heroes, you know, know what you're getting yourself into. I, I can't promise you that you know, any of these children who are up against, you know, critical health battles are, are going to go, you know, make it through with no issues or, you know, we've had students who we've had conversations with that have been really hard and we've had students that have loved to be positive heroes who have passed away. So I, I think every student that I've ever spoken to who had a relationship with a child that passed away, I often, if I have the relationship with them to do so, I've asked, you know, knowing what you know now, would you still do this? And every single student has said yes. I'm thinking of, and, and these names probably won't, won't mean much to you guys, but Adam will know. I'm thinking of students like Jill Frinfrock and, and Stacey Lager, who you know were so close with Miranda, who was a Be Positive hero who passed away when she was 18 or 19 years old. And you know they were by her bedside almost every day. Um, and if you ask them today, I don't think that they would tell you that they regretted that in one second. I think they'd probably tell you that it made them better people. So I think going in, knowing, knowing that the, the work we do is, is heavy at times, but also that, you know, put yourself out there and, and be vulnerable. And, and I think you'll find that there's a really amazing team to support you on the hard days. And that I always say, you know, for every hard day, there's at least two really good fun days where we're making a difference and, and to kind of go in with that mentality and to just keep pushing forward. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. And I hope that our listeners will appreciate that too. Um, and then for you, Adam, um, you know, it's a privilege to be able to sit down and, and talk with you about your role with Udance. Um, but it's also, uh, you know, you don't get the opportunity every day to sit down with the Dean of Students either. So um, I was wondering if you had any advice for our University of Delaware listeners and audience with these trying times. Yeah, I um, thank you. Uh, it's always a privilege to sit down and talk with our students is where I will start that. I love that part of my, my job and, and getting that opportunity. So I feel privileged to talk to the both of you and of course, always Carly. Um, but I think um, other than Dr. Tim Dowling, our director of student health services would um, would want me to say, make sure you wear your mask. Um, <laughs> so I will, I will put that out there. So that it, Dr. Dowling would peep into our podcast. He, he would hear me say that. Um, I think for our students, uh, I just, my advice is to think about being part of a community and let that guide your actions as much as you can. Um, and really remember that the things that we all do um, in regards to COVID-19 and how we take care of ourselves also means that we can take care of our community, which allows us to hopefully begin to move more back to uh, 
quote normal campus experience, right? Um, and I think that's what that's what people want. We want to have more blue hens in Newark. We want to have more in-person classes. Um, but so much of that is dependent upon how our students take care of themselves, take care of others, follow policies and rules. Um, I talk a lot to families, a lot of families, a lot of moms calling me. And I say, listen, um, nobody gets into the job that I got into to sit in their <clears throat> living room on Zoom and not be with students and not be on a campus and not feel that energy. So as much as our students wanna get back, people like me also want to be back there. Um, but really we, we have to remember that, that part of that is thinking about community, um, and thinking about the good choices that we can make. Listen, I am the most extroverted of extroverts. I um, struggle with being alone in my house during the workday. I struggle not seeing my friends. I struggle not being in large social situations. Um, you can ask Carly. One of my favorite things to do is um, to text Carly, Carly, are you at the beach? I am at the beach. Can we find each other and just say hello? Um, things like that. I struggle not being in these situations um but i gotta make the hard choice and I, I gotta do that to keep myself safe to keep my family safe um but also to keep my community safe um and make sure that i'm doing those things um you know in the world right now covid's on the rise and if we don't get it under control i'm nervous about what will happen you know uh not only from the health standpoint but from our ability to provide more experiences in the spring so we all need to be be doing our part to do that with that being said, go to the campus testing website, figure out what your testing options are. I got to do my job now. Um, and if you feel that you've been exposed but are not symptomatic, um, you need, still should call student health services just to learn about things. If you are symptomatic, um, don't, even if you're like, oh, it's seasonal allergies or I have a cold, just call student health services, go in and get the test and get it done that way because. Um, the worst thing that we can, any of us can do is think that it's one thing, ends up being COVID-19, we spread it to a bunch of our friends, um, and, and we cause some, some health issues for others. So thinking about ourselves and the healthy choices we make is important, but also thinking about that in relation to um, beauty community, the Newark community, and a lot of us will be going home. Um, maybe a lot of our students are going back to their homes next week. So making sure that they're thinking about their home communities as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you bringing that up in all seriousness, um, especially going home for Thanksgiving. Um, I got tested today at Clayton as a, you know, you know, flash testing, um, you know, non-symptomatic testing, and it could not be easier. So if you're able to go and, and make the time, definitely do it because it's worth it, especially with the, with the cases on the rise. And we have to protect the flock as, uh, as the campaign slogan says. So I think the other thing is we are spoiled in Delaware on how easy and quickly we can get testing results, not only from the campus, but from the state. There's just so many options um, for folks to get tested. And our state is, I think, doing that better than some because some folks get a test, they have to wait six days. You know, usually us, you know, if you're asymptomatic, you can go to one of the state testing sites and have your results with less than two days, um, two to three days, you know, if, it, if, if they're starting to see a lot. But I went on Saturday uh, morning down on Star Campus through one of the state sites, got my mouth swabbed and had the results Sunday morning. So um, yeah, a lot of great options in Delaware to do that. Exactly. Looks like uh, 
we went through all our questions. We asked uh, everything we wanted to. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts? I guess my, my closing thought to the University of Delaware and the UDance community would just be thank you. Um, I think from the Be Positive side, it's important that you guys all understand. Um, we do our best to show you the impact that you have, and, and I get to see it on a, on a daily basis. Um, just you know, picking up the phone and hearing from parents who are so desperate and then being able to say to them, no problem, we could do that over and over and over again. And to hear that relief in their voice, um, that's a gift that you guys give them. And I think the biggest thank you um, as the be positive kind of point person would be thank you. And also as a, as a proud blue hen and Delaware alum, it would be thank you as well. Um, you guys took something that we worked really hard to start and you've made it greater and, and more you know, impactful than we could have ever imagined. So um, a personal thank you. Um, to the community, to the, all the UDAN students that I've met along the way, of course, to, to Adam for his support and friendship. Um, and, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because it is making a difference. Yeah, I, wanna, I would say all of that. And um, one of the things I love about, I'm not a Delawarean, I am now, I've lived here almost 10 years, I'll claim it, um, is I love the fact that this is um, a Delaware student event hosted in Delaware, that supports a foundation in Delaware, that comes from a Delaware alum. Like, I love the fact that this is something that our students are doing that has invested in the university, the community, um, the state, uh, a nonprofit in the state. I, I love that part of, of, of UDance, and I think that's a really important part of our story. Um, and uh, I love that I get to see students like you all um, really make a difference. And I will echo and say thank you for, for doing that. You don't have to do that. I'm sure there's plenty of times where you would rather be hanging out with your friends, um, you know, watching TV, doing other things, but you're giving up time to sit here and talk to two old people like me and Carly um, and, and, and getting the opportunity to kind of talk about a cause that is so important. And um, I, I love the fact that our students do it and I wish more students would do it. And because of the work that you all are doing, more, more students are doing that. So thank you all. No, thank you. Um, thank you both for, you know, your time, especially. Um, I know how busy you both are. You're very important people. So it truly means the world to us as an organization that you are taking, uh, you know, part of your day to be a part of this conversation. And for me, on a personal note, I really look up to both of you, especially after everything that happened last year. Um, for so many reasons, I full I I hope that I understand um, how much you mean to you dance and be positive and the University of Delaware. Um, and if I'm correct, it you you mean the world sincerely because I don't think that we I know that we would not be able to do what we do without you. So um, yes, yeah, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being on the podcast episode today. Um, but more importantly, thank you for everything that you do for us and for the kids. So on that note, I think we are ready to conclude this episode of We Talk, You Dance. Again, thank you, Carly and Adam, so much for joining us today. And especially thank you to the audience, all that have tuned in to listen to this episode of the official You Dance podcast. And lastly, remember to fight for a smile, life, and cure, to be positive, and when we talk, you dance.